Two seconds later, the toaster was toast. Problem solving in a complicated world. The modern world is mind-bogglingly complicated. Far simpler objects than a toaster involve global supply chains and the coordinated efforts of many individuals scattered across the world. Many do not even know the final destination of their efforts. As a lumberjack fells a giant of the Canadian forest, he doesn't know whether the tree he topples will make bed frames or pencils. At the vast Chukicamata mine in Chile, a yellow truck the size of a house growls up an incline blasted into the landscape. The driver does not trouble himself to ask whether the copper ore he carries is destined for the wiring of a toaster or the casing of a bullet. The range of products, too, is astounding. There are a hundred thousand or so distinct items in an ordinary Walmart. Eric Beinhocker, a complexity researcher at the McKinsey Global Institute, reckons that if you were to add up all the different sizes and shapes of shoes, shirts and socks, the different brands and flavours and sizes of jams and sauces, the millions of different books, DVDs and music downloads on offer, you would find that a major economy such as New York or London offers over 10 billion distinct types of product. Many of these products were undreamt of when the toaster was first invented, and millions of new ones appear every month. The complexity of the society we have created for ourselves envelops us so completely that instead of being dizzied, we take it for granted. I used to view this sophistication as cause to celebrate. Now I'm less sure. Certainly this complex economy produces vast material wealth. Not everyone gets a share, but far more people today enjoy a high material standard of living than at any time in history. And, notwithstanding the occasional recession, the wealth continues to grow more quickly than it ever used to. The process that produces this wealth is near miraculous, and the job is far harder than we tend to acknowledge. Alternative systems, from feudalism to central planning, have attempted the same task and been consigned to the history books. Yet the toaster project should give us pause for thought. Because it is a symbol of the sophistication of our world, the toaster is also a symbol of the obstacles that lie in wait for those who want to change it. From climate change to terrorism, fixing the banks to ending global poverty, there is no shortage of big policy problems out there. They're always up for debate, yet we never seem to move any closer to a solution. Humbler problems in business and everyday life also tend to conceal the same unexpected complexity as the toaster project. This is partly an audiobook about those problems, but more fundamentally, it's an audiobook that aims to understand how any problem, big or small, really gets solved in a world where even a toaster is beyond one man's comprehension. The toasting problem isn't difficult. Don't burn the toast. Don't electrocute the user. Don't start a fire. The bread itself is hardly an active protagonist. It doesn't deliberately try to outwit you, as a team of investment bankers might. It doesn't try to murder you, terrorise your country and discredit everything you stand for, as a terrorist cell or a group of insurgents in Iraq would. The toaster is merely an improved way to solve an old problem. The Romans love toast. Unlike the World Wide Web or the personal computer, which provides solutions to problems we never realised we had. The toasting problem is, 
laughably simple compared to the problem of transforming a poor country such as Bangladesh into the kind of economy where toasters are manufactured with ease and every household can afford one, along with the bread to put into it. It is dwarfed by the problem of climate change, the response to which will require much more than modifying a billion toasters. Such problems are the stuff of this book. How to fight insurgents who, of course, fight back. How to nurture ideas that matter when so many of those ideas are hard even to imagine. How to restructure an economy to respond to climate change. Or to make poor countries rich. How to prevent rogue investment bankers from destroying the banking system again. These are complex, fast-moving problems in a complex, fast-moving world. I will argue that they have far more in common with each other than we realise. Curiously, they also have something in common with the more...